This episode is brought to you by Joe's Pizza Shop. Folks, we're all getting over the holidays and starting to get caught up on real life. But let's be honest here. None of us want to find a recipe, go do groceries, and make a mess in the kitchen. This is where Joe's Pizza Shop comes in. Skip the hassle of cooking up and order yourself a fan-favorite poutine or some of their specialty spicy crispy chicken burgers. The options are endless. Order on Skip the Dishes or head on down to 8154 Jean Dac Boulevard to satisfy your hunger. Now enjoy the episode. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ease Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. I hope you enjoyed listening to us do our Christmas movie draft. The, um, the results seem to be pretty unanimous that Matt had a clean sweep over my um, draft picks. It's all good. You know, we do it for uh, the entertainment. Um, yeah, and I hope everyone had a great holiday season that you're still enjoying your uh, time off if you have taken some additional time off. And welcome to 2024, right? First episode of the new year. We're recording ahead of... Um, January 2024 but still now we are in it so welcome to the new welcome to the the future <laughs> so now for episode 126 of easy conversations I'm extremely excited of course to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt so it's up to the people what's going on everybody hope you had great Christmas great New Year's uh we're it's an exciting time at the podcast right now because we're going to be doing our yearly recap shows and Eric, why don't you tell everyone what the first the first top 10 we're doing tonight is? Yep, exactly. We're on a run now of doing our top 10s of the 2023 entertainment saga. So we've been doing some movies, hip-hop albums, and TV shows for the last few years there. Now we're, we've broken them up into their own episodes. So we're starting off that run with top 10 TV shows of 2023. An episode I've very much been looking forward to doing with the pod We do cover a lot of these shows in episodic format where we focus on one and then on to the next. And then it always begs the question, how would you rank them at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. I feel like for me making the list, it's always tough because when we do those one episodes focusing on one show, like that new show becomes my number one because of recency bias. Like I'm really Mm -hmm. into it at that point in time. It's only really at the end of the year where you should be looking back at everything from the start of the calendar year on and seeing like, okay, at the time, like this was the best, but overall, objectively speaking, this is what I enjoyed the most. It's not easy to make these lists. And it was definitely hard for me for my top 10 for TV shows. How was the list making format for you, Matt, before we start sharing our picks for the TV show? One was the easiest for me to make because I've only, I I'll give my number now. I've only watched 18, 2023 shows this year or last year it was easy for me to make i've talked like every show on almost every show on my list i've talked about throughout the year so like keen listeners that like remember stuff will kind of have an idea what my list is all about and there should be no like huge surprises eric you probably have a good idea on my list too so it was really simple to make because i don't didn't have a big pool to like to figure it out you know like i had to pick 10 out of 18 shows so it was fairly simple for me did you want to give your number, Eric, of your grand total? So I wa- I also actually watched 18, like from start to finish. But then there's five other shows that I started but didn't finish. So I'd be oh. 23 shows that I've watched. But even of that, man, of the 18, I didn't find it was that easy for me to narrow it down to 10. Because there were a ton of shows that I really enjoyed. And then, like I said, mm-hmm. it's really the ranking them part that was harder. I did break it down. I had three tiers of TV shows where... 
I'll break down, like maybe I'll say like when we're entering the next tier as we go through the list or whatever, but it was between each tier, like what goes where kind of thing that I had, I struggled a bit more and I really had to make sure that I wasn't going off the the most recent show and just putting that as the mm. highest. I had to scale back and yeah. I have rejigged stuff like literally 10 minutes ago, I moved a few picks around, which is a more, oh, wow. it's more um, accurate this way. So I'm happy with how I moved stuff around and happy to just get into it now. Probably do like snake format back-to-back, say, two in a row kind of thing? Or do you, did you sure. want to alternate one-one? I think we should alternate one-and-one. And, one, and yeah. I think you should... I'll go first, Eric, because I feel like your number one, I have no... I, I feel like my number one may be more obvious than your number one. I don't okay. know. That's just my... Like, that's what I'm thinking, Eric. No, so like if you that. don't... Do you think I should... I'll start it off with 10? Yeah, and I like the one-one. Honestly, it makes more sense. I don't know what yeah, I we'll do 10, 10, 9, 9. Okay. okay. This was tough. My number 10 pick was the hardest one because I could have fit a lot of shows in this slot. Do I go like comedy? Do I go action, drama? I went with a show that has gone down, downhill every season, in my opinion. Or not downhill, but like the quality dipped a little. And this is at number 10. I have season three of The Witcher. Mm, yeah. I still really enjoyed it. But it's at my number 10 spot for a reason because I felt like they could have done more. And it was only like there's going to be another part to that. Like it, I, I feel like it was a little slow and then it finished with a bang. I love the world of the Witcher, the characters. That's why it's on the list. Had some really cool fight scenes. Um, I did rewatch a couple ep- Like I did see a lot of the episodes twice, rewatched it with my girlfriend. So it was, it, it's a good season, just not as strong as the uh, season one and two. So that's why it's at number 10, the Witcher. Okay. Yeah, I agree with the fact that, like, number 10, first of all, you could have gone any direction. That's, I feel like, the toughest spot to fill. For me, Witcher did not make the the cut for top 10 because, kind of like you said, the season has the seasons have gone down in terms of quality. And this is also a show that we looked at as being one. And we, I think we both liked season two, honestly. Looking ahead yeah. of, like, okay, like if the third season hits, like we're, we could be looking at a New Age classic series. And the third season really wasn't it for me. I feel like they had a break in the season where they released the first six or seven episodes and then released yeah. the last two or three. And those last two or three were, in my opinion, the worst of the season. Where, especially that desert episode, honestly, mm. one of the worst episodes of TV of the mm-hmm. year in my books. And this is a year that we've seen oh. <laughs> Secret Invasion from Marvel be released. <laughs> so, anyways, I knowing where the show is going to with... It's a new actor now who's going to be playing Geralt. I don't feel like they gave yeah. us a satisfying conclusion with Henry Cavill as our um, as our beloved main character. It did have a lot of good moments. Like I did enjoy the episode where they're at the party and you're mm-hmm. getting the scene, the um the same events happen but from different points of view and you're getting new information. I think that episode was kind of criticized by a lot of people. I did enjoy it. There was a good twist with who our villain is and all that. It definitely had stuff yeah. going for it, but I just feel like the the buy-in from the actors and the character motivations didn't really seem there. It didn't take that step forward for me. So bit of a letdown, but as always had some great action scenes and um, some intrigue too. So it's just a bit disappointing in my books. That's fair. Yeah. I hate to start this off by cutting up your first pick, but I, I gotta be honest here. I just, I'll oh, say a hundred percent. I'll be honest too. If yeah. I'm not. Yeah. 
And honestly, mine might fall under that as well. So my number 10, same thing I was debating. Do I go with the serious show, uh, comedy? I went with one of the only comedies on my list for this one. The last season, so season four of Never Have I Ever, which is a Netflix show mm. created by Mindy Kaling. I really love the show, honestly. I thought it was a nice conclusion to this um, saga that follows DV and her we're seeing her grow through high school every year and now she's finally graduated at the end of this show and I found that the characters went on interesting journeys sometimes predictable but ultimately left me satisfied and I found it had a lot of funny moments um, I've talked about the show quite a few times already. If you've not seen this, it's a very good lighthearted comedy that has a lot of tender moments and, um, emotional moments. Definitely. It, just, it stayed consistently funny for me. I feel like for them capping it off at four seasons, perfect decision. It's probably one that you could keep going with to maybe follow our characters in college now in the next stage of their lives. But I do like that. They kind of went out on maybe not on top. I wouldn't say this is the best season of the show. The first few seasons, like they really surprised me and how funny it all was, but it stayed consistent. Love the characters and um, nothing but good things to say for Never Have I Ever Season 4. Matt, what are your thoughts on it? That's a great pick, Eric. I've I have not seen all of Season 4, but I've seen enough. Like, I watched the last few episodes because my uh, Mackenzie, my girlfriend, she's very... She loves the show, and she's seen it all. I've seen maybe three-quarters of the whole show, and I agree with you. Lighthearted, but has some really, like, tender, emotional moments. Not over the top. Doesn't... Isn't sappy. It's fresh. The narr- I like the the voiceover uh, like narration the thoughts in her head great um good pick eric i didn't i didn't expect this on your list so a welcome surprise and a good pick thank you for my number nine i don't know how long we'll talk we we just did an episode on this not too long ago so i don't have to go into detail but like number nine i'm picking loki season two the best marvel show of the year by far like heads and shoulders above everything else that marvel did um, we already talked about this. It was really cool. Great ending, very satisfying ending. And Tom Hiddleston killed it. Uh, what more do you want me to say? I really like, I really, really like the show. Yeah. Good pick and for me too. So when I said I moved some stuff around, Loki was one that I actually, I will see. I mean, I pretty much hinted that I do have on my list. Same thing. I feel like I was higher on it when it aired and when it, when the conclusion of that show happened I was like oh my god this is unbelievable but now with time I did drop it further down my list you'll see where exactly shortly but I think it was a great conclusion again for our character's journey Loki like you said we've talked about it already but there's this season has had a lot of criticism for its lack of story in that not that much happens they're um throwing stuff at the wall hoping it sticks kind of thing with like the managing of the different timelines maybe we could have seen a different story line in here I don't know but for me I was ultimately happy with how they wrapped up now especially with what's going to happen with our Kang character down the road they probably have wrapped that storyline up even though at the time I said that I'd like them to continue down this path I don't necessarily think that's now the the only path for um the multiverse going forward that Loki is now on the throne He's seeing everything on the different timelines and the TVA is kind of cleaning up the messes that Sylvie had created by destroying the, um, by killing Kang in season one. So I think it did a great job wrapping everything up for Loki and uh, I think it was a great show as well. So great pick. Thank you. 
Number nine, Me Too. Another show we've talked about already in this um, on the pod would, would be the inaugural season of the anime adapted One Piece. So One Piece season mm. one. When looking back at One Piece, I truly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun ride, a cool world, nice colors, um, especially like a contrast to your number 10 pick, Witcher. It's very bright, inviting world. Ultimately, there are other shows I preferred to it, but I could not leave this off because kind of like Never Have I Ever, it's a show that whenever I was watching it, I was in a good mood, even though there are at times some dark things happening. Overall, it's a show that's kind of grounded in positivity, following your dreams, listening to your heart, a lot of good messages in there, and a lot of fun action scenes in there too. Like it looks a bit campy and goofy at times, Mm -hmm. but we do need those kind of shows. And it can't always be serious, especially like now that, especially looking outside at the time recording, it's pretty gray out. It doesn't even look like December. Um, This is a good show that could (laughs) uplift your spirit if that is what you're looking for. So even if you're not necessarily a fan of anime or I don't know, I would say maybe even kids centric shows, I I definitely recommend one piece it's a pirate-themed show that I've said on the pod we don't have enough of. And I hope this is a show that can go on for at least three, four seasons. And because I know there's a lot of uh, source material to go off. So One Piece would be my number nine show. Fantastic pick, Eric. All I'm going to say for now is I don't even think I would have watched the show if not for the podcast. Like It pushed me to watch the show and I loved it. That's all I'm saying for now. On my number eight, I have a show that aired a while ago and then they decided to do a spin-off season. I love the main character of the show. It's one of my favorite characters of all time. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. This show was in my top 10 all-time shows when we did that pod. Um, and it's Justified. So the spin-off season is called Justified City Primeval. Um, Timothy Oliphant plays Raylan, the um, U.S. Marshal. It was a great season. It wasn't. It did not hit the highs of Justified, the original show, but it was very, very solid and good. And if you love a character, guys, like you're gonna watch all the content with him in it. And this was just like slipping, slipping back into an old pair of shoes that fit super comfortably, and you just have a smile on your face the whole time. Uh, the bad guy in the season was played by Boyd Holbrook, who's a great bad guy in Logan, and he's great in Narcos. He he killed it as the bad guy. It was amazing cool like murder solving and a lot of stuff happens in the season and it wraps up nicely but again if you love the characters of justified you'll love this show because it's already it's like the dexter revival show it's the same thing you love the character you're gonna watch it so number eight is justified city primeval okay nice pick i had no idea where you were going with that when you were teeing that up i'm like is he talking ahsoka like what do we i don't know but um no great pick i remember you talking about justify like it's come up quite a few times at this point on the pod honestly still have not given it a chance i know that it's on um disney plus the um i think the justified og show and this um City oh. Primeval, I believe, are both on there. I know for a fact the spinoff is, and I would assume that yeah. Justified is on there too. So you know what? I actually have been looking for a new show, um. So that's definitely one to look at for sure. And uh, like, it looks like a cool setting, honestly. Um. So definitely look to peep that as well. Good pick, but yeah, I have not seen it, so can't speak on it too much. Number eight for me. It kind of like how I'm, these shows are just lining up back to back. There's a bit of a tie between all of them. Like never have I ever in one piece had the lighthearted 
um, comparison. Mm-hmm. And now number nine and eight have a similar comparable to be made, not for the same reasons, more the um, action and like martial arts that we're seeing in the pirate setting also to a certain degree. So mine would be season three of a show I discovered this year called Warrior. I've talked about it a few times on the pod. It's a very intense show that's set in the 1800s in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco. So you're seeing immigrants from China who are looking to make it in the States and um, they find themselves in like the mafia side of Chinatown, a lot of illegal activity and each season is kind of, so like I said, I discovered the show this year. So I kind of blitzed through all of it. I could have had this show higher if it was like one of the first seasons that we're looking at, which they dropped obviously a few years ago. Season three was this year. Amazing show overall. Unfortunately, HBO is no longer going to be producing it. But the rumor is that Netflix is going to pick this up and continue the storyline, which I really Mm -hmm. hope they do because season three ends on a massive cliffhanger. And they're only kind of scratching the surface of what these characters have to give. There's a lot of betrayal and like there's a bit of a soap opera element to it where there's like a brother and a sister on different sides of them the Chinese mafias and there's power plays and then you also have a political Mm -hmm. angle with a character running for mayor another one who kind of runs the bar scenes he's trying to get political to and working for the um the workers union so who are losing their jobs to Chinese immigrants who are cheaper labor anyways there's so much going on in this show and season three really expanded all of that so many great characters and the best part of the show is the martial arts it's unbelievable these action scenes that they have in there the um, Andrew Koji, I believe, is the name of the actor who plays the main character. He's like, they're calling him a, re- or a Bruce Lee 2.0, essentially, in what he's able wow. to do with martial arts. So, strong recommend. If you have Crave, check it out. But look for this to maybe come out on Netflix in a few years with the fourth season, I hope. So, Warrior Season 3 would be my number 8 pick. Now, that's a show that I haven't watched. And I remember... Still remember you talking about it the first time, and I did re- like I looked it up. Looks amazing. Haven't checked it out yet, um, but it looks right up my alley with the martial arts and the, you know, the drama of like everything you described, Eric. Um, it's definitely on my list. Good. I knew this would make your top ten. I just didn't know where. Now I know. So awesome. For my number seven, I'm going with Black Mirror season six, for the simple reason that two of the two out of the five episodes that came out this year blew my socks off like 10 out of 10 very unsettling the two episodes and like i liked all the episodes but the two in question are is beyond the sea that was the aaron paul and um josh hartnett episode and then the lock henry episode which was a guy going back to his hometown to investigate murder and there's really something sinister going on anyways those two episodes were so good it pushed the black mirror season six to my number seven spot I watched the whole show this year. I had never seen it Black Mirror episodes until this year. Uh, I watched it all, loved it, great show. Season six was super solid in my opinion, so that's why it's number seven. Um, the other episodes were good too, but the two I just talked about were a huge highlight for me, and they were almost movie length, or the Beyond the Sea one with uh, Aaron Paul. That one was like a movie almost, so um, yeah, Black Mirror season six. I think you've checked it out, right, Eric? I have. I have not seen season six, unfortunately. I've seen, I think, at least four seasons. Maybe I checked out the fifth, 
But I actually was meaning to look at the sixth one because I had a feeling that it would be on your list, but I just never got around to it, unfortunately. But mm. I do, I'm a big Aaron Paul guy. You know, I should uh, check that one out at least and you should, yeah. check out the whole season. So I made your list. So I'll definitely do that for sure. Black Mirror, the thing with the, these shows is that, like, you could have a bunch of amazing episodes, but the rest could be just all right. And then it's tough to say if, like, yeah. those few episodes are enough to merit a top spot on there which i see it has so those episodes must be really good because that's how i kind of remember black mirror and like i don't know if there's a full season that i always love but i remember in those in each season there are a few episodes that i thought were unbelievable so it's a really cool concept that they do especially with all the futuristic stuff and uh, how like it couldn't it might not be that far away some of these things so no uh, it's always cool to see what they cook up and um always a show to look out for when it drops for sure so hopefully they keep it going and they keep getting some good actors in there they keep pulling like oh, yeah. a-listers so they're doing something right so no nice pick my number seven would be one that's been brought up already so i'll go loki season two like i said i had it a little higher than this initially i actually had it higher by one spot i just fl- flipped it with something else that i'll get to in my next pick obviously but no loki season two the whole time okay. i was hooked I don't know if the people who don't like it maybe binged it and that kind of hurt their enjoyment of it. I think a factor for me was that each week I was always tuning in on the Thursday, extremely excited to see, okay, what's to come. And the mystery element kind of had me hooked the whole time. And like I said earlier, I think it was a very satisfying conclusion. It ended the strongest than it did on in any other episode and even stronger than it did in season one, in my opinion, because it's kind of our send off for Loki for the time being. I think he could end up coming back, but if that is it for him, amazing Mm -hmm. send off and a very powerful scene. But thinking back on the season, are there any other of those big moments that really had us like, Oh my God. I mean, there kind of was with the, when the, the the loom explodes and um, Victor Timely gets spaghettified. That was a massive end. You know what am I? T- you know every ending, every episode kind of ended on a bang. Like uh, that's Loki's into is great. You know what? I was trying to justify True. people not liking it. I'm not even gonna indulge in that. Now Loki's into great great show. Screw the haters. Let's go. Yeah. I agree, Eric. And who knew, like, looking back, that it was also a send-off for Jonathan Majors, because I don't think we'll see him in anything ever again for Disney. So it was his last hurrah. Um, No, I watch it every week with you, like like you too, Eric, once a week, and took notes. And I was like, that was the way to go. It was perfect. You know, I didn't get fatigued. Even, I don't even think I would anyways, but it's a perfect way to watch it. I'm a big fan of Disney's format that way. Netflix, I feel like the pressure of binging it before people spoil it. But yeah, good pick, Eric. Um, my number six, you had as another repeat now. Your number, My number six was your number nine. So my number six is One Piece. Wow, that was, this, this might be the biggest surprise of the year, honestly, because the rest of my list, there was a lot of like expectations I already had and I knew about the stuff. But One Piece, didn't know anything about the show. Like we talked on our episode with Curtis, the world building in this is amazing. Like we just got like a little morsel of how big this giant roast of a world is, you know, it's, it's huge. All the seas and the oceans and uh, the characters, we did a draft of the characters, some of the best characters of the year, very refreshing. You know, a lot of the actors I hadn't seen before brought the characters to life. They, they nailed it. Love the over the top live action anime style fighting. That was great. The villains, we talked about the show to death on that episode, but 
This was the biggest surprise of the year for me. I loved it. Can't wait for more. Did I start watching the anime yet? No, but it's on my like long-term list of things to do. So One Piece was a huge surprise and it hit every mark for me. It was great. So that's my number six. Yeah, I agree with what you said. And that like biggest surprise of the year, probably the same for me, honestly, because a lot of the other shows, other than the ones that I didn't really know of, like random shows that came out of nowhere, like Warrior, for example, but One Piece, like, no idea what I'd never even heard of the anime before, and I was had started to be tapped into that universe too. I'd never heard of it, and also went into it with low expectations. In that a podcast, I've mentioned this already, but a podcast I listened to said that the trailer for this looked horrible and that it would be impossible to adapt in live action. So kudos to Netflix and everyone in the creative side who were able to adapt this on the screen and it's kind of now one piece i think is paving the way for netflix to be that studio that takes on live action adaptations of anime and i would love to see them go Mm -hmm. down the path of like the show i've been watching this year attack on titan that would look that'd be very difficult to do but if if a studio is able to i think netflix would be the one based on what they've done with one piece and i think they're also looking at avatar the last airbender that's going to be another one that's dropping next year on or this year on netflix so love what one piece has done for the anime live action culture and as long as they continue to do them successfully like uh, i'm all in on this so not one piece great great pick so now i'm at the last pick of my first tier of tv shows so to round out my bottom five if you will i'm going with one that initially i had lower than loki but it's all recency bias i think looking back at it objectively and Ultimately, I prefer the show would be the first season, maybe the only season of uh, Disney Plus's Ahsoka. That'd be my number six show of the year. While I was looking at Loki as maybe not having the strongest of stories, comparing it to Ahsoka, I loved the storyline that they set up there where it was a true journey for a character in wanting to bring a a friend back into the fold. But not only that, but also making sure that an enemy is taken down in Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is looking to kickstart the start of the Empire, bring that back to life. So the show is really important for the Star Wars cinematic universe in that it's going to help bridge the gap between episodes 6 and 7, and it brought a slew of Star Wars Rebels characters alive on live action, like One Piece did, so to speak. Nailed it out of the park. The be- Some of the best mm-hmm. lightsaber action we've seen Great original characters. We've already talked about Balin, Shin, even Morgan mm. Elsbeth was fleshed out to be a stronger villain as well. And mm-hmm. everyone that they brought to life from Rebels was done perfectly. Yeah, Sabine maybe was a bit annoying and at times frustrating to watch. The actress did a great job and I like where her character went in the end. Now we have, we're going to have maybe some more Ezra content in either more shows or movies. I just love what this show is teeing up and... Rosario Dawson crushed it as Ahsoka. I don't know what else to say. Go check out the episode on um, the Ahsoka Lorian, I believe it was called. So mm. very, <laughs> very fun, fun Star Wars show. And I'm actually looking forward to rewatching that down the road. That's definitely a, a spin it back show. I mean, for now, I'll just say, yeah, I freaking love this show too. And uh, more on that later. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Like, everyone knows Ahsoka is going to be on my list yeah. somewhere. But my number five is not Ahsoka. My number five is a show that... So starting top five, I'm super excited because uh, I have no idea where 
where we're going with, uh, like, I have no idea what's on your top five, Eric, so it's exciting. But my number five is a show that I watched all of it this year. Like, I didn't watch the show when it first came out, but I watched it, and this this season, the last season came out this year. This show had super high expectations for me. A lot of it was praise. This show had nothing but praise. It was an Apple TV original that, like, everyone was talking about. My number five is Ted Lasso, season three. Season one and two are like perfect seasons in my opinion. Season three is excellent too. Just doesn't hit the highs of seasons one and two. But they closed out this show beautifully in my opinion. I love, I'm just going to talk about Ted Lasso as a whole. Like I love the characters. This show has no business being this good honestly with the premise. Like you describe it and you're like what? Like it's that amazing? Actually yes it is that amazing. And season three has longer episodes. They try different things. Season three tributes a lot of like famous movies and does its own little spin on it. And I love those tributes. It was excellent. Um, I love what they did with the characters at the end, the resolutions, like how each character closed, like they close it out for each character. I don't know what else to say. Like Jason Sudeikis is Ted Lasso now every time I see him. Love all the soccer stuff too. But like this really focuses on the characters and the human, the human condition of the characters and their journey basically and i thought it couldn't have ended any other way than how they did it in season three so yeah ted lasso season three my number five great pick you threw me for a massive corner kick if you will with a little bit of spin on there because i thought you were going with another direction but great uh, last minute switch up i don't know anyways we'll uh, talk about that later but um yeah no ted lasso season three unfortunately i've not seen it yet i've seen seasons one and two multiple times like season one i've mm. seen at least three times in full so i, I absolutely love wow. ted lasso off the rip i was actually following that show in succession until season three unfortunately because i don't have apple tv and that's actually something that i do want to subscribe to at some point i've been saying this for the last few months everyone's always on me to watch these apple tv shows but i do want to get on that because there are a ton that i am missing out on and i know that if i had seen some of these 2023 apple tv shows maybe my list looks a little different none of them are on there but no ted lasso it's interesting how it went from being a really light-hearted comedy that they kind of hinted at some darkness in season one yeah. with little morsels if you will of, of the anxiety and um the, just the divorce that ted lasso is going through season two they really yeah. dove into that even more so ex- explored the characters a lot of different characters demons and darkness and i'm assuming three there's even more of that in there where maybe at times it's not it's outright just not funny you're like all right mix yeah. in a joke here lasso um but um no okay good i've also heard that it's um some people didn't like how it started but it ends on a good note a satisfying note we'll see where it goes and I, i'll report back when i actually get around to watching season three okay so um great pick Matt. this one i it slipped my mind and um i do remember you talking about it but i did not think this would be on your list when i have an idea of uh, what some of your top five are this was not one of them but we'll see. Well, right. now I know at least two of them. If not, we'll see. All right. So good stuff. Good we'll day. see. We'll good see. Day, Last. So the second tier of my shows starts off with them. Um, it's th- I got three shows in this tier. My one, two are in their own category. So my number five okay. here is, um, I think this is again, just a one season show that I really enjoyed. I recommended at least one time on the pod. 
And um, this is one of those shows that came out of absolutely nowhere for me. I just saw it on Twitter that it was getting some praise leading up to the release of the show. And I'm like, all right, when this drops, I'll check it out. It's um, Beef on Netflix. So one season. It's about these two characters that have an encounter at a um, basically like a hardware store. And uh, there gets there's a bit of road rage that occurs between the two of them that they get into this chase, and then the two characters make a vow essentially to inflict pain on each other by any means necessary. And we get into some ridiculous, over the top situations where they're going out of their way to hurt each other, and they're kind of hurting themselves in their own personal lives by going to these extreme lengths to harm each other. And like I said, it goes off the rails so many times. It's like, really, we're getting to the unbelievable here. But I found it outright hilarious. 30 or so minute episodes. I binged this show in a matter of mm-hmm. days, honestly. Very easy watch. I found it very funny. Would recommend. I don't really want to say too much more than that there. Steven Yoon and Ali Wong, I believe, are the two... Um, main character the actors who play these characters uh, there's not that many characters in there either but they they're all very integral to the story and are they go on journeys that i didn't necessarily think all of them would go and uh, yeah it's just a funny show so beef would be my number five pick that's a great pick eric what i loved about the show was like the over the top stuff like you just said i love that how it escalated the escalation was immaculate in this show i was shocked I also, this is a show that stuck with me too for a long time where it w- I kept thinking about it throughout the year because I was like, shit, there's some deep stuff. At, like the reveals at the end in the last couple episodes of like kind of like flashback stuff of what happened in the past that influenced the future, you know, stuff with Stephen Young's brother. Like that was hit home for me. That was amazing. Uh, very sad at times, funny, outrageously funny, serious. This show had everything. I really enjoyed it too, Eric. I'm glad you have it in your top 10. That's great. Along the lines of a One Piece in a way like that it came out of nowhere. It was a big surprise. Yeah. I think if you haven't yeah. seen Beef, it's on Netflix. Really well done stuff. Check. I'm probably going to spin it again at some point, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's so probably much that me happen- too. There's so much that sure. happens, right? Like even you yeah. saying... Him and the brother, I'm like, mm-hmm, just nodding along. I have no idea what happened with the brother. It was so long ago, Matt, that I watched this. Yeah. So I got, I definitely got to rewatch this one for sure. For sure. Um, my number four, uh, you just talked about two, uh, two uh, picks ago, but my number four is Ahsoka. And the reason it's so high, the reason it's my number four is I love, Star Wars probably my favorite franchise, my favorite universe. I always tiptoe between that and like go between that and Lord of the Rings but I think Star Wars is firmly my number one favorite universe and mythology and all that and Ahsoka just had a I had a smile on my face every single moment I was watching the show because it had my Star Wars Rebels characters in it and great action I could have watched like a hundred hours of Ahsoka I just love that universe I just like anything Star Wars and when it's done right even more so um so is there a lot of bias here absolutely that's probably why it's so high but I just loved every moment of like Ahsoka on screen. Um, the Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff was great. I just could have watched more of it. I, I It's super subjective pick because I can watch anything Star Wars for days, but that's why I love Ahsoka so much. And you're, you described it beautifully too, Eric, a moment ago. So I echo everything you said. And yeah, number four, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Great pick, honestly. And I'm 
curious to see like where this goes down the road. Do we get a movie? Do we get a show? I would, yeah. I would hope show, honestly, just give us as much time with these characters as possible. Like, I'm sure a movie yeah. would be unbelievable. It'd be more concise. Probably you, you can do some crazier things where with a, a similar budget, it has to be spread out over eight or six or eight episodes or whatever. Whereas in a movie, it's all all in baby and um, would be really cool. Like I would not complain at all for whatever we get with this, these characters down the road. Couldn't have asked for a better first season of Ahsoka because this is also a show that we went into with a lot of expectations, whether we mm-hmm. want to admit it or not. We were, we had high hopes for this and would have been gutted if this was another Kenobi all over again. Like there's no, yeah. <laughs> no way to spin zone this. Th- this would have been a big blow if it was not good. And in my books, yeah. this is entrenched in top three Star Wars post Disney Plus acquisition, like for shows definitely, and then uh, maybe even with the movies in there too, you can have that conversation of top three. So all my uh, shows in this tier were bumped down one because of what my number three pick's gonna end up being. But uh, so basically, all this to say, I had this show as high as number three, and I have not talked about it yet on the pod. I was kind of hoping to just save this one as a little oh. surprise. So this would be a show that, again, there's just so many comparables with all my my picks here back to back. So Beef was a Netflix original that dropped out of nowhere. Was not expecting this at all. And now this, my number four pick, was another Netflix original that again I saw it was getting some praise online. Nice little reviews on IMDb. I actually watched this the day that it dropped. A um, eight or ten episode show called, you might have heard of this, Matt, Blue Eye Samurai. Have you heard of this show? Ah, I've heard of it. I'm, I didn't watch it, though. Un- ah, you un- threw- unbelievable yeah. show. Ah. Long story short, this is John Wick mixed with Mulan. That's like as mm-hmm. spot on as it gets for a comparable and with some anime, Mulan is animated. So this is an animated show. I'll just preface by saying it's um, about a woman samurai who is on a quest for revenge, essentially, to kill those who have wronged her in the past. Actually, no, there's some Kill Bill in there too, right? It's right there. There's some Kill Bill in this show, 100%. Mm. And nice. she is as badass as it gets. And the action in this show, while being animated is some of the best I've seen in any show this year, hands down. It's so cool. Rated R as well, so you got some really bloody Mm. violence on here. F-bombs, good comedy. And uh, one of the characters in this show actually is, um, I don't know the actor's name, but he plays Paxton in Never Have I Ever. So he's the guy um, that DV has her crush on initially there in the first few seasons. And um, you got Randall Park in there. You got Brenda Song in there as well. There's, um, what's his face? Gilderoy Lockhart. Kenneth Branagh? Braga? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's... The first the, one, Branagh. Branagh, yeah. yeah. We'll cut the second part out. But, uh, yeah, no, great show. Super cool. Unreal story. We're moving along through, I forget the century. I think it's like 17th or 16th century Japan. So there are no white people allowed in japan at the time as in like european american all that so okay and there are a few of them in the um in japan which is where our character gets her blue eyes from like she's the daughter of one of the white men who illegally entered japan and now she's on a quest to basically kill 
these men who have caused pain to her family and her herself. So anyways, crazy revenge story. Don't want to give too much away, but also takes a lot of twists and turns that you wouldn't expect. Not as straightforward as it seems. And uh, great storytelling, great action, great writing, all that. One of the best shows of the year, hands down. It got renewed for a second season. I'm very happy to hear. So definitely check it out. Wow. This is a big surprise. I love a good revenge tale. And everything you said, Eric, immensely piqued my interest. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be adding it to my immediate watch list, I, I think. Uh, I'm going to be checking this out right away. Because uh, everything you said is like right up my alley. Violence, revenge. Love a good anime, samurai setting, mm -hmm. excellent. No idea this would have been on your list too. So like a huge surprise, probably maybe the biggest surprise of the night. Who knows? Awesome. Who knows? Um, good stuff, Eric. Um, it's weird. Your number uh, six was my number four, and now your number five is my number three. At number three, I have beef. Let's go, <laughs> I, was, I didn't. I didn't want to like reveal too much or how much I liked it when I talked about it, but I freaking loved beef. Let's go. Here's a little funny story about Beef too. I watched the first two episodes when it came out and didn't complete it. And I went back like four months later to complete it. I don't know what happened. I just forgot about it. But I'm kicking myself because this is my number three show of the year. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to talk about Stephen Yun and Ali Wong were freaking perfect in the show. I love their characters. They were so nuanced. And first of all, Ali Wong's character like you think she's one-dimensional at the beginning and always like this but you find out so much about her life and the way she behaves as a kid is influencing her as an adult and there's a lot of stuff like that in this show where there's a lot under the surface you can dissect and yes re-watching it we probably discover even more stuff uh Stephen Young's cousin he's a big character in the show like he's like a dirt bag and like he influences a lot of the decisions Stephen Young's making and then the, his brother too there's some trauma there. It's really, really good stuff. Also, like um, the Ali Wong's husband, like what he goes through. I don't even know like how you or I would react in a situation like that if your wife's doing all these things. Like it's just insane. This is the perfect show for what would you do in this situation? And like it's yes, it goes balls to the wall, crazy at the end. But like there's some stuff there that we can all relate to. I think, um, and the escalation I talked about is insane but like in this universe it worked because you know you're 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 suspending disbelief for sure um i love beef i it's a, it's the show i've thought about the most over the year i think like taught thinking about it and like not thinking about like the crazy stuff that happened in the show but thinking about like the subtle things that shape the characters into who they are right now in the events of the show you know so anyways beef number three fucking love the show <laughs> love that honestly it was i didn't think it was gonna be on your list honestly because you did a great job at just selling it like yeah you know it was a great show of the stuff that happens with the brother like i was like yeah, as if you remember that now it makes a bit more sense that you went back to it a little later but i'm super happy to hear that you really liked it and um yeah it's a great show i mean what else can you say you covered it so well but um all the characters right like they're all they all have more to give than what, and maybe another show gives you with like the dirtbag cousin, like he's just a little whatever, like the one or the brother. Like what they did with the brother too is very surprising. Now they say it a bit, yeah. of it's coming back there, and 
how everyone influences and impacts what's going to happen in the story, the nuanced characters. I mean, you said it all. I'd just be repeating what you're saying there, but great, great show. I mean, it's top five for both of us. Again, for me, even could have been higher. At one point, it was one of my top, top shows of the year. So it's wow. really a coin flip with all these shows, right? They're, we're really into like the great, great shows right now. So yeah, beef must watch stuff so i hope we did a good job at endorsing it now and then if you haven't seen it you go uh, uh stream that asap all right so now um my number three like i said i actually had this at number five until i started thinking about it again and re-bumped it up because it's one that you know kind of like with beef uh, blue eye samurai dropped not that long ago it's fresh in my mind but this one was um, top of the year, actually. I want to say January 15th is when the first episode was released. So it would be the adaptation of the very famous and popular video game, The Last of Us Season 1, would be my number three show. Because when I was watching this, I remember week to week, was absolutely hooked and dialed all the way in to this apocalyptic universe. I'm looking forward to re-watching it, honestly, in anticipation of season two, whenever that comes out, probably 2025. But how they did such a good job at building up this world and giving us a lot of mini story arcs that resolve themselves within the episode's running time while pushing the story forward and the whole time bringing our two main characters, Joel and Ellie, closer together and continue to push the narrative of um, finding a cure using Ellie's DNA and um, G blood, I guess, to form an antidote for this um, mutation or this basic situation that the survivors find themselves in. And then the end of the season, like it ends on an absolute bang. The last two episodes, at least with them, um, the little community with the preacher, the, the cannibals. Yeah. And then obviously Find getting to the camp at the end of the season, and then Joel's um, rampage, if you will. Shout out Dwayne the Rock Johnson in uh, what he does to those um, those people. So a lot of jaw dropping moments, and like I said, the season actually ends with a very pivotal uh, decision that was made by Joel to lie to Ellie, and um, that's gonna form that's gonna inform how the next season go plays out in that. Maybe uh, that decision bites them him in the ass for uh, that. But anyways, so Last of Us, like I said, hooked the whole time. I like the setting a lot. I think it looked cool outside, like with the snow and stuff. A lot of good action, violence, crazy moments. I um, don't know how the Emmy season is going to go with a lot of other great shows that are up for um, for some awards. But I think Last of Us should get a bit of at least recognition, if not walk away with a few awards. So... Yeah, that's my number three pick. Last one of my second tier of shows. I absolutely love The Last of Us too, Eric. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen the season twice now. I love like the Nick Offerman episode with his partner and isolation was like that got me hooked into the show. Everyone talked about it when it aired. I watched it. I was absolutely absolutely like emotionally crushed and like super impressed by the production and the 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 quality of writing and acting of the show. Going through like. The whole journey of Joel and uh, uh, <laughs> Bella Ramsey's character with Ellie. Ellie yeah. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Um, I don't know what else. You said so much. You said so much good stuff. This show is so good, Eric, that it's actually my number two. I'm just transitioning nice. into my number two right now. This is my number two show of the year. 
love a good zombie infected setting, post-apocalyptic. Let's talk about Pedro Pascal. The man's been in everything in the last like five, six years for good reason. He's a phenomenal actor. He's great. I think that for me, the strength that my favorite part of the show is that like the post-apocalyptic setting and journey adventure, sense of adventure. There's always danger about more so by the humans and not like the infected. The humans are just scum in this society and you don't know who to like align yourself with. The last two episodes, yes, are bangers. I'm thinking of Ellie in like the prison, like she's being held by the cannibal preacher. Like that whole exchange was one of the best things in the show. Um, the carnage, the violence. Anyways, Last of Us is a great show. Yeah, great show. It came out early, but like I did not forget about this. This is a phenomenal piece of television. I hope season two is just as good. I heard the games are amazing too. Never played them, but uh, Last of Us, my number two. You want to say more on it, Eric? Or yeah, I mean, kind of like you said, like it came out so early in the year that um, it it would kind of be easy to forget about and maybe even push down, which is why, like I said, I had it as my number five for a while, maybe even four. Yeah. But and I had Blue Eyed Samurai above it for sure. But then I I thought long and hard about it. I'm like, you know what? When those episodes are dropping once a week, like that was a, a your classic HBO Sunday. I forget if it's 8 or 9 p.m. It's been a while since I've had one of these shows that you don't, you don't look at your phone the entire time. And honestly, a couple of times right. when we did have the a bit shorter episodes, I was so bummed because I just wanted to stay in that world for another 10, another 20 minutes. You know, like uh, sometimes they went by so quick. And um, in every episode, they're able to deliver tension. And you didn't even know about the fate, fates of your characters at times where... Any really anyone is fair game in my opinion. Like, I don't know what happens in these games, and this does look like the kind of show that's not afraid to pull punches and um, just snip some of your main characters at a moment's notice. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do in season two, and uh, looking forward to rewatching it again. Honestly, like I'm just running back the scenes of like Joel uh, yeah. trying to get back to Ellie in that episode when she is in prison, and he again just mows down through the the village's um, best the, their best soldiers essentially when he has them like yeah. tied up and is asking for information on the map he gives it to him but still just clips yeah. the other guy <laughs> it's like why'd you do that for he gave you what you wanted uh, it's just it's so cold-blooded yeah. anyways great show yeah. I feel like i spoiled a lot of the show there but you've, you've seen it by now yeah. like it's our number three and two picks come on and hbo honestly they just don't miss I mean, that should segue us nicely into my number two pick, oh. which um, obviously like has a claim at number one. I feel like it is a lot of people's number one. For me, it's settling in nicely at number two, part of my sec- my third and final tier of move- of shows, which would be the show I actually thought, Matt, that you were teeing up when you're talking about Ted Lasso. You're saying, you know, I'd never, uh, see- I'd never seen any show, uh, any of these uh, yeah, episodes. Yeah. I binged it all this year. It's its final season. <laughs> I'm going Succession season four as my number two show of the year. So this one is kind of like your Ted Lasso experience, similar for me in that I watched all of Succession this year, starting very early in the year. I maybe gave myself two, three weeks before season four started dropping on uh, Sunday nights. And um, this is a show that, again, I've said on the pod a bunch of times. I actually tried like two, three times before to get into, could never get into it. Once you get past episode four or five, you don't look back because of the strength of the writing, the characters. The story itself, I wouldn't say is the big selling point because from start to finish, I'm obviously not going to spoil what happens in season four. 
there's actually not that much that happens. It's really, and I'm interested to see how much time passes in between episode one and the last episode from season one to season four, because you're still, it's the same storyline the whole time we're talking about the succession of the Waystar Empire, so the Logan Roy's media conglomerate, who's going to inherit it when he steps down. That's the storyline in the first episode, and it ends at the end. So, crazy last season. It took a lot of turns I was not expecting. One of the best, if not the best episode of the show is in this season, and the finale itself was just an absolute roller coaster ride that I'm not going to share my thoughts on how the season, the series ends, but it's like a very strong ending that this is a show that's not overextending its welcome. They probably could have kept going for a few other seasons, but they knew to go out on top and go out in the way that they did to get people talking about it. It's the kind of ending that a show like The Sopranos has, where it's divisive, it's not really going to satisfy everybody, and that's okay. That's what really separates good from great, great from excellent. And when it's all said and done, I think Succession is going to go down as one of the best HBO shows of all time, for sure. Wow. It's a different kind of show though. Like it's not the kind of show that you really love the characters because they're good people. You love them because they're bad people and you're just, you want to find out more about them. Like what motivates them? Are they going to turn a corner? Are we going to see some good out of them? They always keep you guessing and hoping that these characters can find some sort of, um, I don't know, redeeming quality within themselves. Mm. Great show. Very interesting. And the writing is phenomenal. I've said it already. Succession season four could have been my number one, but there's another show I like more than that. So Mm. I knew I had a feeling this would be like top two for you, Eric. And I have not seen any of succession yet. Yes, I did not. I didn't do like a miracle binge and uh, succession is it's going to be a show. I binge all maybe this year. Maybe this is the year like 2024. I'm going to watch it all. I hear nothing but praise for this show. First off from our cousin Dylan, who told me to get on it a long time ago than you. I will be getting on it, guys. Um, it, like, not liking the characters, but you kind of are intrigued by them. I love that. That's like, you know, the Sopranos or Breaking Bad. Like, you know, like, they're not good people, but you just can't help but to, like, can't help but to know what's going to happen. You want to know what happens to them and kind of like anti-heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, I hear the show's pretty vicious. Like, that's what I hear. Like, the dialogue's vicious. It's like very... It's not like for everybody, right? But yeah, no, I got—I I haven't seen a minute of it, so I got—I got to get on it. I know all the actors that are in it; they're all great actors that I like. So that's on me, man, for failing on that. But uh, yeah, I have an idea what your number one is actually. But I also before we get to your that. number one, you get two guesses as to what my number one. I is. I think I know what your number one is. I'll just say. Okay, I mean it's. So I know you mentioned this on the pod before. Okay. I'm going to go with The Fall of the House of Usher is my guess for your show. Final answer? Final answer. Don't even give me another one. All right. My number one show, you guessed correctly, Eric. My number one show is The Fall of the House of Usher that Mike Flanagan created and directed and wrote. I think on my first appearance on the podcast, I brought up Mike Flanagan like five years ago, maybe, or four years ago. No, it's easily five years ago. Um, Six. I love everything. Yeah, I, I love everything this man does. 
I felt like this show was custom made for me, like to exactly what my likings are in a horror TV show and suspense and tension while also tributing the work of Edgar Allan Poe and having a million little Easter eggs that I went and researched after. Every episode was like stylized after one of his works and it worked beautifully for me. The The reason why this show's number one is the acting to me was perfect, starting with Bruce Greenwood as the patriarch of the Usher family who narrates the story, like tells his story to the detective or to the journalist at the beginning. He was amazing. We've all seen Bruce Greenwood in other movies. Look him up, great Canadian actor. So the reason why this show's number, like I'm partial to horror, the horror genre, so this is why this is my number one. It's very personal. But like, again, I, I, had, I binged this whole show in a week. It had super intense, like, the all the deaths in the show were crazily orchestrated and gory and just super well done. Again, the mix of tributing Edgar Allan Poe whilst telling a story in the 21st century was done beautifully. He kind of like re-changed re the stories to fit the 21st century and he did a beautiful job of it. And finally, the conclusion of the show was perfect for me. And it, may, it was a very thought-provoking ending where you think about what would you do in that situation? Are you taking that, let's say, deal? Or are you taking that, what our main, are you doing what our main character did, basically? This show doesn't have a million, like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming type of twist. Like, it's all re revelations, and you kind of know where it's heading. But it doesn't matter because it's done so well. Yeah, I don't know what else to say on the show. I could talk do a whole episode on the show, but uh, The Fall of the House of Usher... It was my favorite show of the year. Freaking loved it. I recommend it to everybody. So yeah, good guess here. I mean, it was pretty obvious, I think. So uh, good on you for picking it. You know, it helps that I re-listened to our episodes too. So stuff just sticks in my mind like that, you know. But I'm right. glad I got it. Great pick, Matt. I've, again, not seen this one yet. But I do got to get on that. Mike Flanagan, he's just been pumping out content for like almost one show a year. And it looks like this one might be one of his yeah. better ones, more on par with The Haunting of Hill House than Midnight yeah. Mass, if you will. So definitely yeah. one to, to look out for. And you're number one. I mean, that's got a that's got a Trump justified startup at this point. <laughs> so great <Yeah>. pick. <laughs> Love to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really comment on it much more than that, but um, I'll let you know when I run through it for sure. Do you want to try your well, hand at guessing my number one pick now that you gave me a chance? I'll give you a couple. I don't know if you need a couple, but uh, what do you think? Oh, well, I'm thinking I'm thinking this show ended this year as well, and you're very high on it, and it's an animated show. Like I think it's Attack on Titan, the last season. But I'm not also 100% sure that that's this year. But I remember you talking about it this year a bunch. But that's my guess is Attack on Titan. I mean, I'm running down your list and I'm like, what, would I, what else would I have missed? And I don't really know unless I'm having a brain fart right now. But that's my only guess, Attack on Titan. Oh, you're having a brain fart, all right. So Attack on Titan, uh, was it was not a season that dropped this year. It was just a one-episode uh, thing. So I, w I didn't consider that okay. for anything, honestly, because... It was like a, an hour and a half long special. So while I did yeah. enjoy the episode and the conclusion of the show, can't say that that would be for me in the contention. So I will go ahead and say what my number one was. So okay, it's actually for it. not a show that ended this year. It um, has been greenlit for another season 
coming out next year and its first season dropped last year and it got a ton of praise. I enjoyed it a lot, but probably not as much as everyone else did. So this, in its second season, has been getting a lot even more praise than its first season did. It would be FX's The Bear Season 2. Ah, shit. I should have thought of that. That's a great pick. I thought Ah. for sure you were going to get it. (laughs) No, that show slipped my mind because I haven't seen that season yet, which I will now. So, like I said, it was between The Bear and Succession for number one. But when it came down to it, I was more into The Bear and I enjoyed the episodes more than Succession in the sense that Succession was always like, okay, like what's going to happen next? Like, where's this, um, who's going to win kind of thing? Like, that's what you're into. But it's also like a really dark show. Whereas The Bear season two, I found that a lot of people criticize how intense season one was and how depressing it was at times. Season two wasn't like that at all. It wasn't as chaotic. It was more uplifting. And while our characters all have mm-hmm. their own problems and they're they're struggling and now they're trying to open up the restaurant and, and meet their deadline. Like that's kind of the objective for the season. They're meeting the deadline of opening on a certain day. I forget what it is. And all of our characters go through personal growth and a few of them have their own standalone episodes where in season one, we're really just focusing on Carmi. So um, Jeremy Allen White, like he's the focal point of season one. This one spreads it out a little more and we're developing all of our other characters and all of their mm. episodes were unbelievable. The, the standalones for for all of our different characters loved what they did with cousin first of all like he's a very divisive character I kind of his name's escaping me right now but he's one that people thought was like always just swearing too much and um negative but and kind of aimlessly just being critical of Carmi who's trying to do good but in this season he finds his purpose and has good growth and anyways I was just really into it the whole time the the story was better the style was a little different and the quality is top-notch the writing is superb funny show as well so for me like this it really came down to this or succession and ultimately like i i wanted to just keep binging this show every every um time i finished one i had to watch the next one so the bear season two number one show if you stopped watching season one because like you found season one was too chaotic i'd say push through because season one was amazing but season two is even better in my books so wow. that's a very strong endorsement. Very excited for season three that hopefully drops this year. We'll see. Well, this was a big surprise, Eric. I'm in that camp of not finishing season one, as I've mentioned on the show. Now, seeing this as your number one season two, I'm going to finish season one and watch season two. Probably like that will be the first thing I watch. I know I kept saying that throughout the show, but this is literally the first thing I'm going to watch now because it's your number one and they're easy episodes to watch. Um, that's awesome, Eric. I, I completely forgot about this show, to be honest. Every time I opened Disney Plus was to watch something else, and I'd always see the icon, but just never gave it the, the time of day. So that's great, Eric. Um, damn, I really missed the boat on that. Just, like, not watching it. I'm sure it would have made my top 10, pro- like, easily. It would have, pro- it would, it's better than my number 10, The Witcher Season 3, probably, right? So it would have been, would have made my list. Um, I would say yes. Awesome, Eric. Awesome. And I really like, um... Yeah, the act is it is the cousin's name Richie? Yeah, Richie. Is it Richie? Yeah, I just got the okay, cast that actor. Of Richie, yeah. Okay, that actor. I like that actor a lot actually. Like he from Punisher and other stuff. Like 
that guy grows on you, so I can't wait to see him in season two. Uh, but yeah, good. Uh, totally threw me off, Eric. Good job, like good pick. I gotta check it out. I've heard nothing but praise too, right, for season two. So no, that actor, a great point. He's really been popping up in everything these days. Like since I want to say the bear has been like his breakout role in getting him a lot of um, recognition and more opportunity. Yeah. That now he's. I just looked it up. He's forty six years old and has been working since nineteen ninety nine and is only now really popping off. Even though he wasn't Punisher, like you said, again a minor role, but still minor role. Kind of he was around. But it just goes to show, like, you just keep applying yourself. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's watching out there, right? So I really like yep. his uh, his story. Just looking at it at, at face value, really, I've not investigated in this whatsoever. But, you know, it's just, um, it is impressive. And he's great. And as cousin, like, especially in season two, if you weren't a fan of him in season one, I think he'll he'll win you over and you'll, you'll come around on him. So definitely okay. check it out. And like I said, all the characters in the show do a bang on job. Ao Edebiri, she's been in like twenty five movies this year. She just keeps popping up and stuff. She's uh, this show is really putting everyone on the map. Like Jeremy Allen White too, kind of not a resurgence, but right. now he's an even yeah. bigger star than he was with Shameless. He's in Iron yeah. Claw actually that I do want to check out. So definitely, um, the bear. It's the it's the show. All right, well, it's the perfect kick in the ass for me to watch it, so excellent. I'm glad to, I'm glad it was your number one. So we did get quite a few listener submissions for people's... Uh, well, actually, I'll just round out. I'll list off our um, list again. So, Matt, from the top, okay. you had Witcher Season 3, Loki Season 2, Justified City Primeval, Black Mirror Season 6, One Piece Season 1, Ted Lasso Season 3, Ahsoka Season 1, Beef Season 1. Last of Us Season 1, and The Fall of the House of Usher standalone series. I had Never Have I Ever Season 4, One Piece Season 1, Warrior Season 3, Loki 2, Ahsoka 1, Beef, Blue-Eyed Samurai Season 1, Last of Us Season 1, Succession Season 4, The Bear Season 2. That's that for 2023. Team Ken, baby. All right. All right, good stuff. So, yeah, listener submission. So we got from uh, the former guest, Justin Mocktinger. He said the new season of Big Mouth on Netflix was fire. So I think it was season seven of Big Mouth that dropped. So have you seen Big Mouth, Matt? I have never seen a moment of Big Mouth, no. Yeah. Same. I believe it's an animated show. Uh, okay. But that's all I got on it. Apparently, it's funny. People like it a lot. So, no, good pick, Justin. The next one is from the homie Ron Antoine. So, his were Bosch and Reacher. So, mm. big-time dad shows like yeah. Bosch. Uh, my dad loved that show. And uh, Reacher, I actually watched season one. was a big fan of it. Season two just dropped um, a few, probably a month ago now at the time of recording. It's gonna con- it's gonna finish this year. So for those kind of shows that drop in like 2023 and then end in 2024, they're hard to include in a top 10 shows mm-hmm. of the year because like, they're not done, right? Kind of like right. yeah. So, but no, I enjoyed Reacher season one a lot. I'll look forward to watching the second one. Have you seen either of them, Matt? No, but my dad loves Bosch too there and reads go. the books too, <laughs> and he's seen Reacher as well. I've never seen Reacher, but I see clips on like TikTok all the time, like the the fight scenes, and it looks pretty intense. So. Good picks. Yep. So the next one is from the homie Kristen Ud. So she said, Gilded Age. It's similar to Downton Abbey. 
So mm. have you heard of this, Matt? Never. No, I never heard of it. Yeah. So no, thank you, Kirsten. The next one was from the homie Brandon, aka Hip Hop Fiend eighty five. Oh. So should see him popping up on the pods sometime shortly. So his was he really enjoyed Gen V, but the final episode was a little disappointing though. I actually thought Gen V was gonna pop up on your list, Matt. It was it was in contention for me too in that number ten spot. Me too. Me too. And wasn't the most satisfying ending ever. I agree. It was a fun show to watch though, but I think I like Witcher a little more. Yeah. I think I completely agree with the ending of Gen V. I didn't think it was the strongest. And I don't know if I've said it on the pod or not, but there's, I've said this to a bunch of people, but the acting of a few of the kids was just not it for me. Specifically, Andre and Kate did not think they were good actors. Probably Andre was the worst one, in my opinion. Like, some of his line delivery was downright laughable at times. So, I like what they did with the show. I enjoyed it overall, but it was tough to get by or get past some of that acting, in my opinion. Pumped for the boys season four, though. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, no, thanks, Brandon. The next one is from my mom. She submitted Shrinking on Apple TV. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I have not seen it again, obviously, but have heard good things on it. It's my mom's show of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, got to get on that. Whenever I get on the Apple TV wave, that's going to be on the list. The next one is from my friend uh, Justin Bodison Chouinard. So he said The Witcher Season 3, The Last of Us, and Shorzy Season 2. But his favorite was Last of Us. Wanted to highlight that. And The Bachelor Season 28 as well. So that had to be mentioned off the top. Probably should have led with that, honestly. Or Best for Last. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So good picks. I never watched Shorzy ever. So I need to get on that. Yeah, Shorzy. I actually was debating that at number 10 spot as well. It was there with Gen V and never have I ever. It could have been any of those three right there. Shorzy season two, I've enjoyed every season so far. They're very short seasons and short mm. episodes. Super enjoyable. Like it's hockey culture at its finest. There's so many cliches in there, but it, it knows what it is. It plays into them. It isn't afraid to make fun of itself and like everyone who plays hockey. And the humor style is definitely different in that it's a lot of repeated jokes that like are said multiple times in the same episode. So it could be seen as annoying to some people who are like, okay, mm. maybe mix in a new line. But for me, it worked a lot in that the repetition is not overdone. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but very fun show. And like, I love seeing some hockey on the screen. There isn't, there aren't any shows on TV that I'm aware of that are like this. So it's a fun watch. I'd recommend it as well, Matt. It was a good show. Season three already under wrap. So good stuff. So Gus, former guest, cousin's uh, fiance he um submitted the fall of the house of usher as well that was his number yeah awesome awesome i didn't know he liked it that much i'm gonna have to talk to him uh i believe i might be seeing him in a couple days at our uncle's so have to chat him up yeah bring it up and our, our other cousin dylan smith his pick was succession season four as well so no surprise there gotta get on that i know he's a big advocate of the show too so Awesome. So yeah, no, and then uh, my friend Will, he also submitted The Last of Us as his show, and TK as well, my buddy, he also said Last of Us, so big uh, Last Solid. of Us guys. No, great, uh, great year for TV, honestly. I am very yeah. happy with the shows I've seen. 
There are, like I said, a few others that could have crept in the number 10, maybe even 9 spot. But a lot of good stuff. And there's a few other shows that I'm watching right now that aren't done. Like I'm watching Fargo Season 5. There's um, What If episodes that are dropping every day that I'm not done yet, not caught up yet. But I am enjoying them. Reacher eventually to get to. And there's also this show called Invincible on Prime Video. That's an animated mm. superhero show. Apparently it's phenomenal. I have not seen yeah, it Yeah, that's yet. what I hear. So... But that's another show that is ending next year, so it would be tough to really include on a 2023 list. And I also haven't mm-hmm. seen an episode, so there's so much stuff to watch out there. But I'm happy with what I've seen, and hopefully we'll give you some good recommendations for this year to catch up on if you missed them last year. I don't have, like, I've been watching Christmas movies uh, a lot, so I don't know if I can recommend. I have, like, one movie to recommend if you want to do that segment. It's up to you, Eric. I leave it up to you. I know we've been recommending stuff all episodes, so. For sure. I did just want to say and um, do a quick look ahead at this year. Like, is there anything okay. that's on your radar for shows to drop that you're looking forward to, Matt, at this point? Honestly, I haven't really looked at any of that. But, like, I don't even know if, like, One Piece is supposed to be next year or Last of Us Season 2. Or I, I should say this year. I look forward at the movies for next year. But the shows, I it just come, they come and surprise me. So maybe you can enlighten the listeners, Eric, on your what do you think for next year? No, and honestly, that's a good, uh, not only a good approach, but I think more realistic because I feel like movies, they tend to have more hype in that they have a release date well in advance, like there's trailers for them early, people know about the movies dropping in general, TV shows kind of creep up on you, like if we're to just look at our lists, Beef, Blue-Eyed Samurai, One Piece, and Never Have I Ever, among others, like we knew Loki and Ahsoka were coming, I'm just looking at my list really right now there, but these shows just kind of drop out of nowhere and then we have a few weeks to be like, oh, okay, cool, this is coming up. Let's check this out or there's word of mouth and whatever. So it's hard to really say with certainty, like, I think this show is dropping next year because we also don't know what the production, what that looks like. But there are a few that are confirmed that I do just want to bring to some people's um, awareness. So House of the Dragon Season 2 is one that I'm very much mm. looking forward to and that it was one of my top shows of 2022. I love that. Like, I need that HBO Sunday night prestige television show. I love the universe that it's set in. And I think that time actually flew by at a dragon's pace since the end of season one. And where we're now coming up on season two is dropping early summer. So that's going to creep up on us before we know it. Oh, yeah. It should be a banger of a season based on how season one was just teeing up all this inner Targaryen war and turmoil we're gonna get a lot of it in season two so i'm pumped for that that's probably my number one anticipated show of the year then there's um a show called masters of the air that's dropping on apple tv so that's probably another reason for me to get in on apple tv it's essentially a look at the air force i believe during um, world war ii kind of like band of brothers style it's produced by i believe spielberg and tom hanks so that's a very highly touted show dropping early, actually. I think it's going to be in a few weeks from now on Apple TV. Sweet. And then another one is going to be on HBO called The Penguin. So set in the same universe as The Batman. So Robert Pattinson's mm-hmm. The Batman starring, um, oh my God, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Colin, Colin Farrell yeah. as The Penguin. So looking forward to see him navigate the crime scene of Gotham as The Penguin. Those would be the three I'd just throw out there and then we'll see what else drops unsuspectedly and um yeah so keep those kind of on your radar as uh, the year goes on well i'm even more excited now i didn't i forgot about those shows um that's awesome 
Masters of the Air. I heard of that actually, like a Band of Brothers esque show. So I can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, if you have anything you want to recommend, Matt, like you said, you had a movie there, go for it for sure. Honestly, I think I'll just save it when we do our movie episode. I'm gonna, I'll bring this movie up in the movie episode. Not, it's not making my top ten, but like we'll be talking about more movies. I think, uh, like honorable mentions and stuff. Like, like I'm saving this movie actually. So change my mind. Okay, sounds good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good actually for this. Like I, just Christmas stuff's been going on, so not really a lot of watching. Sounds good. Well, I will recommend a movie, actually. I watched it. You had mentioned it on the pod already, so I'll just share my two cents on it. It's called No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. I actually loved this movie. I watched it yesterday. I found it hilarious. Went into it with decent to maybe medium expectations, but didn't think it'd be as funny as it was. I thought Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing job. She was hilarious in like all kinds of comedy, honestly, from like sassy quips to one-liners, clever jokes, good chirps, and um, physical comedy too. Like she has a couple of scenes mm. where she's like just getting in there and um, is doing some interesting things. Anyways, not gonna reveal too much. And it was really funny. Like I enjoyed uh, everything that she brought to the table. And in that, I thought the storyline would be kind of predictable in what happens. It did um, steer me astray to what I thought would happen a couple of times, and I enjoyed the um, turns that it took along the way. So it's basically about like, yeah, I'm sure you've all seen the trailer there, but it's this um, loser kid's parents. He's 19 years old, just always stuck in his room, um, never interacts with people, no, has never had a girlfriend, never drank, all these things. And his parents are quite rich and they hire Jennifer Lawrence to be his girlfriend essentially to date their son and give him some life experience that he's been missing before he goes off to college so there's a lot that happens obviously she, she's older mm-hmm. than him and has done a lot more in her life than him and they're really like total opposites and um, then there's forced to spend a lot of time together and she's hired by the parents because she needs a car so mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous story honestly it's Whoever came up with this, like, I don't know where they got this idea. It's over the top nuts, but it's a goofy, fun comedy that I think everyone could uh, appreciate in one way or another. So no hard feelings. It's on Crave. I would check it out. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it. They go, they bounce off each other really well. The the young, uh, the young man and Jennifer and also Richie from the bears in the movie. I just remembered <laughs> right, popping up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Glad you liked it. First scene. That movie's probably really rewatch. Yeah, that's right. It's probably really rewatchable too. The movie, so awesome, Eric. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to find like some good good movies to watch. There's so much out there. If anyone has any movies uh, to recommend, I would take them. Uh, You never know where to start, right? Like, there's so many streaming services out there that it's uh, it's tough uh, to find something good. It's a needle in the haystack out there, even though there are many needles. It's uh, tough to know which one to pick. Like I watched the 100%. creator the other day, did not like it at all. It's a reverse recommendation. Which one did you watch, sorry? The creator. It's a new sci-fi Oh, the creator, show. yeah. Okay, actually, Matt, I want yeah. your thoughts on this. I saw that you reviewed this movie on Letterboxd. Rebel Moon. <laughs> talk to me. Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk about Rebel Moon. Is that what you were going to recommend? Is that what you were going to recommend? No, not at okay. all. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wasn't going to bring up Rebel Moon to like the movie show because um, we're going to talk about the whole the year, the year in movies. But um, Rebel Moon. OK, so much potential. It's a super ambitious movie. 
I liked some of it, but ultimately I gave it a, like the very average score of two and a half stars out of five because it was disappointing at the end of the day. But like, did I did I regret watching it? No, it's, there's some cool things there, but it borrows from every freaking sci-fi thing you've ever seen, be it Star Wars, Dune, other stuff like it. It borrows heavily from different things. I don't know anything about Rebel Moon. Is it a manga? Is it a book? I have no idea. I just blindly clicked on it knowing it was Zack Snyder who directed it. And there's some cool stuff There's some cool stuff in it, but again, it's just disappointing to me because it could have been so much better and some of the acting was wooden and uh, not to my liking. And I don't know, man. It's an epic. I watch, It took me like five sittings to watch it too. Like I was watching it in 20, 30 minute segments. So like maybe that didn't help. Maybe seeing it at the theater, I would have been like, oh, this is so cool. The big action scenes are cool. And then the next one's coming out in like four months, part two. So uh, I think you should check it out, Eric. I think we can honestly, if the second one, the second one comes out, do one and two as an episode. There's a lot to talk about. It's one of those huge universe. So so sounds good. Um, yeah. Well, I know Rebel Moon's an original. Co- I mean, air quotes original. It sounds like he's just ripping off a bunch of different other franchises, but right. it's a concept that Zack Snyder came up with himself. Like this is basically oh. his Star Wars. Mm. And based on the trailers, it looks like it borrows heavily from there with the light look of the weapons that they use, right? Like lightsaber style. Oh yeah. Darth Maul. It borrows heavily, heavily from Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So. Star Trek, Star Wars, Dune. It borrows from freaking old westerns it had a lot of a, it had a bit of a western feel honestly a sci-fi western so it's a it's a tribute i guess to all those things he loves i'm a bit skeptical yeah. honestly just seeing that you didn't give it a great score and also i just watched <laughs> another slog of a sci-fi movie in the creator so that's why like, I'm, I'm looking for good stuff right now like i want to see okay. stuff that's gonna move the needle for me and not be like i had the creator i couldn't wait for it to be over so i could log it as a movie i've seen and then bash it in my review so um i actually rewatched a spider-man across the spider-verse fantastic movie one of the year's best honestly if you haven't seen it, yeah. check it out. I, I do want to read gonna have to watch it. I, I have a good list of top 10 movies right now for them for 2023. And I kind of want to rewatch a few of them to see where they slot again. Mm. Like I have the same three tier system right now. And okay. um, yeah, don't want to say too many of them right off the top there. But Oppenheimer is a movie I do want to rewatch because I feel like there's a good chance I, I would have it way too low. And upon multiple viewings like that could end up being like one of the best of the year so we'll see if i can get my hands on it again do you did you buy oppenheimer matter no i did not um my buy my buying days are over um but i have a lot of watches i gotta get in like in the next week um the heavy hitters basically heavy hitters that like you've logged already that i want to watch so uh, across the universe being one of them across the Oh, you haven't seen yeah, it? Yeah, Across the Across the Spider-Verse. No, I haven't seen the okay. Spider-Verse. Yeah. As I was saying, Universe. Check it out. No, no, I'm checking that out for sure before we record. Um, yeah, me too. There's a few other 2023 movies I want to see. Might have to rip a couple of times to the theater to see a few of them. Unfortunately, where I go, Landmark, where I have a subscription, they don't have all the movies that I would want to see. Like, Poor Things, I know, is a big one. That doesn't play at Landmark in Orleans. There's a, even the holdovers. I don't even know if that's still holdovers. in theaters, but that the landmark didn't get it. I don't know why. It's it's very strange how they ch- pick and choose the movies they get. It's annoying. Like the Silver City one gets right. all the movies, but yeah. Anyways, 
I've seen a lot of movies. The most movies I've seen in a year, uh, hands down, ever, honestly, that have dropped in a year. No, no questions asked. And this is probably the least amount of movies I've watched in a year, but I still watch enough because I used to watch a stupid amount. Quality over quantity now. But check out Rebel Moon. Um, so yeah, no, we can um, probably wrap it up there. That, we feel like we've given a lot of recommendations for the shows and all that. Yeah, so fun episode, Matt. Good list. Again, some good surprise in there. Beef making me want to rewatch it. And I hope I gave you some picks that you haven't seen that you can also check out. Obviously, same with the listeners. Eric, you had a fantastic list too. Um, definitely going to check out a lot of the stuff on your list that I haven't watched. So thank you. So um, yeah, Matt, any final notes for the listeners? Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks you guys for listening. Let me know if you have any more recommendations. Message me on Facebook. Let me know how you like my list, if you agree with it. And again, thank you for listening. And I hope, you had a, hope you're going to have a great 2024. Happy New Year. Well said, Matt. Same with me. If you uh, like the picks, let us know. If you don't like the picks, let us know. Don't be shy. And if there's anything that we omitted, let us know as well. So thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to now enjoy the new year. Hopefully the resolutions are logged in and uh, work towards them. So yeah, peace.